Well, it's funny that you said that because I forgot to hit record. <laughs> so I'm glad that you said that. <laughs> Let me stop. We'll, we'll do that again. <laughs> okay. I thought we were just going to have a conversation. Well, we are I now. Find, yeah. <laughs> we are now. Well, we were. But this is yeah. the thing that I found that whenever I'm on a call with like-minded people, um, we, we have these amazing conversations about our personal growth, about what's happening inside of us and around of us. And then we go, oh, we should have recorded that. That's why I started my podcast, because I want to have the kind of conversations with my kind of people about every single topic there is known to man. Um, and everyone's like, no, you need to have a niche. You need, and I'm like, yeah, it's called the truth. <laughs> However that is for everybody else. The truth serum is let's get on a call and see where this goes, because that's the truth of life. Well, that's my, and my when, first episode was facts, was truth. My first episode was about that. Like, get that out there. What's the truth and the facts and all that shit in the first place? Absolutely. Right. What is the truth? It's only relevant here in this present moment, like we were just saying. The present moment, and it's about being in the moment. And you know what? You asked me before we started, have I struggled? This last month, <laughs> it's been a funky month. Um, I left Brazil after being there for nine months. So it became my home. I was like, the language I was speaking in was Portuguese. Um, and it's like, so I'm used to speaking in Portuguese and I've just traveled down the Amazon uh, river and passed through some stunning, stunning scenery. Um, witnessed things that I was just like, why were we lied to about the Amazon river? Why were we told this, that, and the other when I was at school? Why, why are we lied to so much? Why are we made to think this about ourselves or made to think this about society and think that we're the ones that have got it wrong when actually we just need to trust ourselves? You know, and you mentioned the word like this struggle that we have. What if we just let go of the fact that we're not struggling, we're just being? How powerful oh, yeah. would that be? I'm with you. My, my, you know, and, and this is my cop out or my, um, my, weak, my, my, <laughs> my weakness is yourself. I always, well, I mean, I say, well, everybody else is, you know, is obviously living in this world. So, you know, you have to go along with the, I can't, it's a struggle, right? At some point no. you want to not, I mean, it feels like a struggle because everybody else is not in that same mindset or, or whatever it is. That's, that's where in, I get the shit I, in the in the R. Like, how do you just be the R without all of that noise? Like, how do you quiet? Them? Normally, I just go and find a book and re or write a book <laughs> or just get on a boat and go out to the middle of the ocean. Or I find, I mean, where I am now, I'm the only person here. I mean, I did actually have to ask the groundsman to, can you stop cutting the grass, please? I do have an interview that's going on. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure, sure you've got lots of other jobs. Yeah. I'm sure you've got. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because speaking of struggle, this is a huge place. Um, you know, it's what they call a pueblo. Um, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Pueblo. Yeah, I think I have. Um, it's with a Colombian accent. Again, the, the struggle that some people <laughs> might think I have at the moment is switching because I speak five languages. Three, I can get by in and I can guess at, but five, I can have a decent conversation in. Um, like English and Arabic, Portuguese, Spanish and Italian. Italian, 
because it's very similar to Spanish. Yeah, right. <laughs> sometimes Close my, enough. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes my Spanish comes out Italian, and and then I'll be <laughs> speaking Spanish, and it will t- turn into Portuguese. And most sentences I speak, I mean, at this point, I mean, English is my mother tongue, so you might get some Arabic thrown into this conversation. That's, that's you awesome. might get some Spanish, um, but my two dominant languages are English and, and Arabic. Um, and so when I'm here and I, and I was looking at how this guy was cutting the grass, he's got a, what we call an edge trimmer and he's got acres of grass here to cut. I'm like, why haven't you bought him an on-ride uh, grass cutter? Wow. <laughs> you want him to cut acres of grass with an edge cutter. That That's just, that's, like and there's so many and again one of the things I've noticed about being in Colombia and I was speaking to one of the young girl women here I'm like there are so many single moms here in Colombia why is that mm-hmm. um she goes yeah we, we don't want to get married we like I've seen so many single moms and the men just stand and watch them struggle the men just they wanna... like they don't help oh I lost <laughs> well, I got so well, cross. Well, well there you go <laughs> that's why they don't want to be just... married I mean they could do it themselves well, don't have children with them then. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the, quite simple, really. <laughs> well, as a as a former evolutionary biologist, I say they you know the drive to have children is stronger than it's very strong. The the, the, the sense to <laughs> worry about how you're going to parent them. Because <laughs> I mean, this is this is controversial, but I mean, I I oh, it's not controversial; it's just science. It's my I mean, kind I believe, of topic. It's my kind like, of topic. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's you know we were our DNA wants to live and it, and it can't, it dies. Our bodies die. So that DNA goes yep. away. So, so it's MO is to reproduce so that it's immortal. Mm-hmm. It lives, it lives again. And so, yeah, it's never fooled. It's never, I've never even questioned the fact that people are going to have kids, you know, they're, they're going, they're not going to, the, again, the sense to say, Oh, well, I'm exhausting the resources of the planet or I can't do it or I don't have the blah, blah, blah. That, DNA will find a way. Yeah, it's, you can't fight that. <laughs> You're not going to win. The, the, the smart as the consciousness is and our human mind is to, to make up reasons and to do smart things. <laughs> and, and part of that might be the should. So, I mean, there's a good R versus should scenario. You know, are, are you a woman who wants to have a child so badly that you will do it even though you don't have enough food to eat and you'll figure it out on the back end? Or are you going to say, well, I should not have a child because... Okay. I knew from a very early age that I was going to have children. I just knew it was just something. And I know, and I've got a friend who's like, I am not having children. She wants to, but she doesn't want to. She doesn't (laughs) want to because of the state of the planet. She goes, if you think I'm bringing a child into this world, into the shit show that's going on at the moment, she goes, then you, you are very much mistaken. She goes, it would just be cruel. I'm like, whoa. Me, I don't think the other end. I'm like, no, we. Ne- I, I'm definitely having children. I like. I can't think of my life without having children, and it's quite difficult being a mum, a long distance mum who's thousands of miles away from her children, and because of this clown fest that we're seeing at the moment happening around the world, um, we are. I haven't seen my eldest son in three years. Um, his flights to see me have been cancelled a number of times or he just can't, we can't book flights. Um, and I last saw my youngest son 
back in February. I mean, he, he only just made it out to Brazil by four hours. If his flight had been delayed, wow. he would not have been. Yeah, and then his flight was cancelled after three times. So I got him for six weeks instead of three. So I was really happy. Um, yeah, that's I was great. Like, yeah, she could he come went, with me. And he, he went so you know? <laughs> Yeah. And he, he was like, Yeah, I'm kind of done. I want to go back. I was like, What? Uh, my life is my lifestyle's not for them. Not at the moment, anyway. Yeah, you know, right. they've got uh, other priorities like Dungeons and Dragons and uh <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> well, it's it's Eight, funny because teenage boys, I, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I have four girls. I mean, I guess I Do was a teenage boy. Oh, my boy, gosh. So I don't know anything about teenage boys, except... God bless I you. Guess I was one. All that estrogen in one house. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. My five-year-old, this today, she said, Dad, we have seven girls and three boys in our family. Talking about, you know, us and our my wife and I's parents, right? Yeah. I'm like, yep, 30%. That's pretty... <laughs> that's about as good as I'm going to do. <laughs> but it was meant to be like you. I knew I was going to have kids. And I knew I wanted daughters. I don't know. And I got yeah. them in space. Same here. <laughs> I knew that I was only going to have two children and they would be born four years apart and they would both be boys. That's so crazy. And I, that's exactly what I got. Because and I began you... with the end in mind, you know, and this is the thing for me. It's like, okay, what do I want? I want this, 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 and this. Okay. I don't care how it happens in some regards because it's like, I, I am not in control of how it happens. I have learned... Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been in business now 22 years and um, things happen along the way and you're like, holy moly, like I couldn't have planned that if I wanted to. And we are in, we have to remember that we only have, we're only human. The universe and the planet is so much bigger and so much vaster than we can ever comprehend. And we are one being on this planet we do not have control over everything. So as long as we know exactly what we want and we know exactly how we want to live, and then we go, okay, this, this it's like I said that this month has been pretty difficult for me. I've been like, okay, I want all the people that are, that are silently sabotaging me, that are just wasting my time, um, that I have blind spots to, I want them out of my space. I put that out to the universe. And there have been people that have dropped out of my space. I've even had a client who... Um, I mean, I do a lot of author coaching, but I don't publish all the books that I I coach people to write because either it's not on my brand mm-hmm. or we get to uh, differences that just can't be resolved. Such, for example, there's one I was like, I can't publish your book right now. We, we've done all we can do. And unless you're willing to check, take out these copyright issues, if you're yeah, <laughs> you're not willing to take out this plagiarism, but this is what we're seeing. We're seeing so many authors in the world put their books out there, and they've got quotes in them, they've got passages in them from other people, and people are just uploading them to Amazon, and they're not checking the legal aspects. Is it, of is it. it because they don't understand plagiarism, or is it because they don't care? Both. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's both. They don't understand copyright law. Uh, they don't understand that. I mean, there's one manuscript I looked at and I am not touching this. Like, you, <laughs> you, my advice, take this down. Take, if you've got, because they had it yeah. up for sale and I was like, you need to take this down immediately. Because if this person finds out that you have put their stuff and you do not have written permission, 
um, then you're going to be in a courtroom. And, right. you know, and people will moan that, oh, well, I'm not paying, you know, all that money for an author coach and a publishing company. Um, and okay, then happy, happy yeah. days paying out hundreds of millions or tens of millions to these celebrities whose stuff you're using without permission. Jake, one of my clients, I did publish his book. He was like, seriously, there's all of this. I said, yes, Jake, you've got it. And he was like, wow, I didn't know that. And I'm like, no, not a lot of people do. That's why you need a book geek like me yeah, and my right. team right. on your team, because you <laughs> might be paying out, you know, thousands. And people also don't understand how much it actually, how much the investment is in publishing a book. That's the part. They I, see, I would never, I would not be worried about getting sued. I would be worried about the book just dying on, you know, and never getting seen. Well, if you put that out there, okay. if you put that out there, it will never get seen. Again, it's the power of thought. If but the that's book's a, never yeah, going to get seen. Yeah, talk more about that. I mean, I'm, I'm at a point where, like, I'm starting to, let go of my doubts of a lot of things, right? And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm saying I'm gonna okay, maybe, um, maybe mindset does affect how I feel, or maybe Absolutely my actions do change my beliefs and all these things. But I'm having a lot of trouble with like the the Eckhart Tolle kind of thing, the the idea that thinking that you want a goal makes the goal happen, like the manifestation sort of thing, the secret, all that stuff. Okay. I mean, that and you just said the how. How does one, what's the word, like, um, believe that? Or re, re, it's not in, it's not in the act of believing, right? It's then the relaxing into the... It's just trusting. The that, right, it's trust, right? So where does that, where does that trust and faith? Because I think that gets at the are versus should problem. You know, if you have complete and utter trust and faith in yourself, the problems start to go away, at least for you. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, then the problems become external. And so, yeah, that's a... That's a big one okay. for me, and I think for a lot of people to sort of understand. So, any wisdom you can share on that particular subject? I'm going to because I'm going to call you up on loads of stuff you just said just now. Oh, this was some laser coaching. Oh, well, I don't want to be. Yeah, not for me. Just, I mean, I'm just so curious. No, but this is why I that. do these podcasts. This is why I do this stuff because awesome. you know, people. I know that not everybody can afford my fees, or they believe they can't afford my fees. I don't have time to coach every single person on a one-to-one basis, which is why I write the books I write, which is why I write the posts that I write and why I do the podcasts and the TV interviews that I do, because then I can share with others and I get to serve people at a much higher level. And, and it always makes me laugh because people always go, Oh, your Facebook posts are far too long. I'm like, okay, Let's take a look at this. If my Facebook posts or my LinkedIn posts or my blog posts are too long and they're never more than, I mean, I read them in about two minutes. I'm a very fast reader. Most people will probably take about five or six minutes, apparently. I'm like, why is it taking you that long? (laughs) Really? Took me less than that to write it. Um, (laughs) um, But again, if people aren't willing to invest like five minutes in reading something, then they're not my kind of people. I was going to say, that's not your audience, yeah. That's not my audience because the thing is, if you're not prepared to learn from someone or read something from someone who has a success or a lifestyle or the breakthroughs that you have wanting, if you're not willing to invest five minutes into reading that, 
then you're not going to get the results that you want in life. This is why I have a seven-week author course, which is automated. I have a 21-day uh, lifestyle reboot for women. Um, I am actually going to be doing the, relaunching that so that includes both men and women and recording the videos again. Um, because I do feel that there are a lot of women out there that are emasculating men. And at the moment, with a lot of these women going, I want to retire my husband. Does he want you to retire him? Does he really? Hmm, are you taking away his superpower, his superhero cape? You know, let's have a look at this. What are you doing? Is you promoting all of this, actually emasculating your husband and making him feel that he's not good enough as a man, as a provider, that intrinsic man DNA hardwired <laughs> that need to provide for his wife and where does that come from looking at anthropo anthropology you know men have always been the hunter gatherers the providers for women now that's changing how is that impacting our culture i'm a mother of two boys how is that impacting it all these feminist warriors out there that are out there you know what love you don't need to be a warrior about that i was a suffragette in a per previous life you like you know Sweet. you don't need oh yeah i the life, awesome. past lives i've had um <laughs> I, no wonder i'm a warrior in this life but again <laughs> i i look at the if i could achieve all that i've achieved or these women and these people that have had successful businesses in the past men and women whether you believe in past lives yeah. or not if all of these people could have achieved what they've achieved without social media what the hell is our excuse we yeah, have right. more books, more no content, doubt. more people owning their power. And yet we're going, oh, woe is me. Computer says no. Oh, let me have a pity party. Okay. <laughs> and this is the thing. You mentioned the trouble I'm having. Okay. You're already putting out there the trouble you're having. You're having trouble. It, um, and you also said, at least for you, or when people say, oh, it's all right for them. Right, right, um, right. That is, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that's such a big turn off. Because <laughs> the thing is, I grew up in a village of 200 people. It's a racist, uh, racist village. It wasn't consciously racist. It was subconsciously inherited racism. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I do make a very big distinction between those two because the thing is, racism is inherited, I believe, and it is programmed mm -hmm. into us. And when we become conscious of our thoughts and we become conscious of what we're saying, then we have the power to change it. Now, there are people that will be listening to this and go, oh, she's just said that, or she's just said that, okay, she needs to tweak that. She... Because the thing is, I may be at this level, but there is a hell of a lot more yeah, people right. at another level <clears throat> that will be picking up on things that I'm saying. And everything that I have asked for this last few months, I'm getting, and you know what? People have fallen away. I am like, okay, I'm reevaluating my business. And I'm like, okay, and there was a, you know, and then there's um, this whole rejection thing that I've been through. There's been a guy I've liked for a long time. My belief was, um, you know, I can manifest this guy all I like. But again, I, it's, not, it's probably not him I want. It's what right. he represents. It's, you know, I would just love to take his mind and just, kiss it and just you know <laughs> like oh my god and his laugh his voice is so much about him that I really really enjoy on so many levels but is it him or is it what he represents I don't want to be anybody else I want to be me 
I want what I want, not what someone else has got. Sure. Okay. And I've had to, I've gone, okay, if I stay in touch with this guy, that is blocking me from finding the guy or mm-hmm. the, the guy that is meant to me. It might be him. It might not be. But I have to let go of that attachment. I have to be committed to the end result, not attached to how I get there. And if it was the end result here, you would know, right? You would you wouldn't have this like I wouldn't have a doubt. He you know yeah. and this is the thing, it might be that, you know, it might be that he's not ready. I mean, I have been told by so many There's people that too. You know, that I'm intimidating, that you know, that my lifestyle doesn't lend itself to being with somebody. I sail around the world. I, well, I can't say I sail around the world now. I travel around the I cross the oceans rather than fly across them. I sail across <laughs> them. Um and I don't travel from city to city in an airplane. I travel because I want to see the countries I'm in, not fly over them. Okay, so I will get on a long distance coach. I will take an Uber or I will, you know, whatever it takes to get to the next place. I'm not someone who wants to fly past the world. Yeah, right. I want to enjoy and experience it. And so the rejection from me going, okay, well, he's obviously not the guy for me. Okay, so it's what qualities about him do I like? Okay, what qualities do I like in these people that I want to be surrounded by? I don't want to be surrounded by people who make excuses all the time. And I could go, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this. Or I could flip it to this is a life I want to experience. This is where I receive money with ease because money is always the thing, right? I'll be happy when I have money. I'll be um, I'll be happy when I'm thinner or I'll be happy when I've got a partner. Or I'll be happy when I'm with my children or I'll be happy when I get to Colombia or I'll be happy when I've got a suntan or I'll be happy when I don't have any gray hairs or I'll be happy when I'll be. <laughs> no, just be happy. <laughs> just be happy because you know what? There are so many more people worse off than us. Oh, man. So many. We yeah. are living the dream life of someone else. And until we're grateful for who we are and what we have and what we don't have, I'm grateful for everything, absolutely everything. I'm grateful that I, I had the confidence to ask the man to if he could stop cutting the grass with the thing while I did this right. interview. <laughs> I'm grateful that I have a bed to get out of every morning. Not that I've had a, just had a good night's sleep, but that I actually had a bed to get into to have a sleep. When I was in Argentina, even the homeless people made their beds every morning. It may have been a piece of cardboard and a sleeping bag, but they still made their bed every morning and they were still happy. They were grateful that they had shelter. When I lived in Egypt during the uprising, Okay, the things I saw out there, you can read about it in my second book, Wallahi. But what I saw out there during the uprising, that people being massacred, in like what Human Rights Watch have said was the largest massacre uh, in modern history. Um, At the hands of a government, you know, this was major corruption on a massive level. And, you know, the Palestinian children that go to school every morning, that, um, you know, they're seeing their parents get shot at or they're being shot by Israeli soldiers. 
my children don't have to go to school. We don't in the, in that in that yeah. yard, you know. We're moaning at the moment. Oh, you know. Oh, we've got to wear a mask, or we've got to have. We can't go out of the house. You know what? First world problems, love. <laughs> yeah, so what if you can't travel? At least you're not. Bit, well, if we look at what's happening in Melbourne at the moment, that's a very scary situation. Yeah, right. New Zealand. You know, with the army and the police injecting people against their will. What the hell is that about? Like, what you know? Again, I'm seeing things which remind me of what I saw yeah. in Egypt. You know, I, I knew this was coming. I actually said this was coming. I said well, we are going to get to a point where they cannot divide us anymore on the <laughs> color of our skin, the faith yeah. we believe in, on our genders. They are going to come up with an invisible division. And it's going to be the scariest thing we've ever seen. Wow. And the thing is, now we're being divided on, are you vaccinated? Are you getting a vaccine? Well, it's not a vaccine for a start, let's just be honest. Um, that's my view. It doesn't have to be everybody's view. But again, I'm one of those people that will read all of those scientific papers, that will look mm -hmm. at political history and patterns. And the people that are attacking me for not believing in it, are the people that go out and drink Coca-Cola, eat processed food, won't read a two-minute Facebook <laughs> post, uh, you know, the, are watching TV and are watching Netflix and have really no idea what's going on in the world, but they're jumping on a bandwagon. So for me, it's like, okay, I know what I know. You know what you know. I have a right to believe in what I know and experience, as do you. I am not going to attack you. Because I know what it's like for you to be in that space. Mm -hmm. Because you are afraid. And I get that. I know what it's like to be afraid. We're just afraid of different things. And we can either allow that fear to control us or we can choose to step into, okay, so this is what I know. I can't control everything else. I can only control my thoughts and feelings and emotions around it. If I'm choosing to say, this is a struggle I have, I'm not receiving, this is a trouble I'm having, or it's all right for you, then I'm making myself into a victim. Mm -hmm. Everything happens for us, not to us. Okay, this whole thing we're seeing in the world right now is happening for us to awaken to the political, pharmaceutical and petrochemical corruption that is happening in the world. They have been testing this scenario with processed food for decades. <laughs> they have been looking at how much we are willing to put into our bodies and how much illness we are willing to suffer. That's why they push alcohol and sugar and tobacco and processed food on us, which is why there's so much plastic in the world and how much damage we're seeing, why they leak why all these oil leaks mm -hmm. are actually planned oil leaks so they can distract us from what's really going on. You're a parent of four girls, right? How many times <laughs> has your child been going to do something and you've used the distraction technique? <laughs> exactly the same right. thing. Well, well, I mean, this gets it this bigger. You, are you familiar with Don Miguel Ruiz and the four agreements, domestication? I am. In, that, that, yes, of course. Yeah, I okay, am. So what, what you're talking about, <laughs> I mean, to me, it goes so much further upstream. And sometimes I wonder if it is intentional, you know, that this mm, domestic, or, or it's it just some element. Well, I mean, but is it, if you go far enough upstream, you know, it's like, well, at what, where did we change from 
you know, I think about indigenous, and I was going to ask you about this because you've probably seen it. Indigenous cultures didn't have that, whatever that thing is that has triggered this uh, manipulation of human behavior um, mm-hmm. that, you're, that you just described. There was a point where people didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right right either either certainly there was a point where we were too we didn't we needed food we needed safety we needed heat you know protection and so that took up all of our time and then eventually we figured some of those things out and we had some luxury time and we developed you know peaceful coexisting cultures that did not domesticate themselves to that same to this degree so it's like did we just get lazy did we become so successful at being humans that we said huh, let's fuck with these people now, or maybe we can get people to, 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 to dance for us or, uh, you know, what's, yeah. Have you seen anything in your travels that would say, oh, that's how we used to be. And they don't Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And so talk about that. (laughs) Like, what's the difference between not wanting Um, to domesticate the world into this scenario you just described? Well, I look at it this way. What we're seeing and people that study sociopathic, narcissistic behaviors and relationships are also falling for what's happening at the moment. And this is one of the biggest narcissistic, sociopathic, abusive relationships we have ever seen. And it's playing (laughs) out right in front of us. And we're like, and people bang on about, you know, oh, he's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. Oh, he's a sociopath. Okay, well, take a step back, step out of the matrix. Okay, and this is the thing when we're talking about these indigenous communities who are not connected, you know, mm-hmm. I, I will mm-hmm. go away and I'll be traveling. When I, I spent three months at sea uh, crossing the Atlantic, I didn't have access to Wi Fi at all, it was fan bloody tastic. <laughs> right? I read books, I just looked at the oceans, I watched the dolphins playing, I watched the minke whales, I was watching the penguins swimming, I was just in nature, just experiencing life. Okay, the whole world was having its fun fair of whatever the carnival that was going on. You know, it doesn't stop. But I chose to disconnect from it. And that's what the indigenous communities do. They're not connected. They don't care. If you're sat by a waterfall in the middle of the Atlantic rainforest, like me and my son were, Mm -hmm. we were sliding down the the waterfall in Brazil. It was fantastic. (laughs) It got all this algae on it. And like, there were loads of us there. We were just like getting, climbing up the top of this waterfall, sitting down and tobogganing down. And he was like, this is awesome. I'm like, I know, let's do it again. (laughs) We were just having fun. We weren't, and this is the thing, what, People outside of Brazil were saying, we were like, really? We're not living that life. That's not the life we're choosing. That's not the life we have. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, why are they saying that? And it's the game. People watch the TV. It's called television because they are telling you a vision of the world. <laughs> right. The television thing, that, that thing that we call a TV is a brainwashing thing. It was designed to brainwash people at the hurt, the sound resonates, mm-hmm. at the, the light frequencies, but people don't want to hear that. They just want to buy the biggest TV they can because that's going to be the best thing. And even when I was traveling down the Amazon River, they, these people weren't wearing masks. And to be honest, if I'd have seen them wearing masks, I mean, I did when I got into Leticia and to Tapatinga, like the port town uh, that mm-hmm. is Peru, Colombia, and Brazil. 
you've got people bathing in the Amazon rain in the Amazon River and then getting out and putting a mask and I'm like seriously dude if you <laughs> can survive what ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's anacondas there's pollution there's oil yeah. there's so much crap if you can, if your body yeah there is loads um, and there's some really funky looking river dolphins and I saw those every single oh, day oh cool yeah they were amazing but again if we they, and also the indigenous communities, they don't know anything about antibacterial uh, washing up liquid. They don't right. know about antibacterial hand wash. But again, this has been a thing. The more antibacterial stuff we have used over the last 20 years, the more we have destroyed our immune system. Our immune system has got so weak because it's had nothing to fight. It's like when you go to the gym, if your muscles don't get a workout, they get soft and flabby. Your immune system, if you've been eating crap food that's been made in a factory somewhere and then replicated to within an inch of its life and wrapped in plastic, if you eat processed food or, or you drink alcohol or you eat more carbohydrates than you eat protein, you're damaging your body. You're making it weaker. And then you wonder why you get sick often. I can't remember <laughs> the last time I was sick. Yes, I, I really can't. It's amazing too, especially, you know, going from place to place you'd think it would be but no be because it's the opposite <laughs> because my body i'm exposed right, to right. i drink water out of a tap i don't because drink that's your habit water. you're not just doing it once a year or once every two and years all, constantly it's a life that's that's cool i didn't i guess yeah. I, I i uh had forgotten or didn't know i've never met anybody that actually does that <laughs> what drink me. tap water well no like um live that i don't lifestyle. do it you're, in countries like Mexico. brazil where there's no because they actually in certain states of um in certain states of brazil they actually put a lot of fluoride in the bottled mm -hmm. water yeah right not and i don't have fluoride i don't want the fluoride stare like if you don't know what the fluoride stare is like you and your listeners can google it but the fluoride yeah. stare is where it's damaging the penal gland it's huh. damaging your brain and people wonder why they go, oh, computer says no. <laughs> well, I must certainly have that. <laughs> See, again, you're damaging your own brain there. You're damaging your own confidence there. Because right. you're, da if you, if I was to say you're, um, I certainly have, or if I was to say you're an idiot, would you be my friend? Yeah, sure. I mean, everybody's entitled why to their would you? opinion. Well, I wouldn't continually take the abuse if that was the only but it's abuse. Ah, so it's abuse, right? So you identify it as abuse. Why right. are you abusing yourself? Well, and this is this is. Uh, I mean, I'll, I know this. This is my thing. You know, this is the last thing for me. But what if it wasn't? What if it? What the, if it was tackled? Well, I mean, that would be incredible. I, and it's funny. I remember when I first got. Well, choose it first, right here, first right meeting. now. Choose it. Yeah, I just don't. It, I'm too. I have too much history of being the way I was. We've all got history. Like yeah, we've I, all got history. Hard, I don't see how people no, change not. things. I'm attached to yeah, you are. the person that I, you know, am or used to be or whatever that's led to this point. And it's difficult to let those things go. And, no, and it's I, not. And can, well, it is. I feel like it's difficult for those. Because you, you're getting a payoff and that's why people stay stuck. There is something yeah. about that story that you are so attached right, to. Right, right. Well, and part and of it, it keeps for me you safe. is because I am one member of a pretty you know, a, a six to 10 person group and I'm attached to my role that I play in that group. And I have fears that if I change my role, it's going to, you know, 
trickle out through that. And I don't want to deal with the repercussions of that. Right. Exactly. You, know? you don't want to deal with the repercussions of you being so that's... the very best version of yourself, but you <laughs> well, have a responsibility to those people to become the very best version of yourself. And by you not becoming the very best version of yourself and letting go of all of this drama, you are telling your daughters and your wife and everybody in your space that it's okay to hang on to stuff that no longer serves you. You're telling them you don't have to be the best version of yourself. You're telling them you can abuse yourself because when you abuse yourself, that's okay and you don't have to deal with stuff. But the problem when you abuse yourself and you don't let go of this stuff is you're teaching other people to abuse you. The reason why this guy... Well, the thing is, for me, I have my two sons watching me. I could have stayed at home and been, you know, one of those mothers that are stuck in a few hundred-year-old parent model. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I just had a message from my team. Um, I could I could stay back in the UK being a mummy martyr and saying, you know, mm. my job is in the house, taking care of the children. Or, da, 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 da. or I could say, you know what, I, I am a mother, but I'm not their maid. I'm not here to just serve them, as my youngest son said. He goes, he was like, Mum, you're not just here to serve us. You're here to lead the world. <laughs> and I was like, no pressure. He's like, no, no, no pressure. Just get on with it. I'm like, oh, what? Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, if I don't show my boys what it is to be the best version of me, how can they become the best version of them? However they choose. You know, my son today told me that he's looking for a job in a warehouse uh, because at the moment there are, only, there are not that many jobs going out. I mean, he's just done physics and computer advanced maths and computer science. He's like, he, he trades on my, he does all my crypto trading. I, I don't, I'm not involved <laughs> with that. Yeah. So he, he, he does that and he just wants to get a bit of money together um, and a bit of experience. He's been working with me on my business. And I was like, do you know what? That's going to be great experience for you because he's going to learn logistics. He's going to learn how, th how businesses run. He's seen how my business runs, uh, you know, an administrative and on a vision basis. He's now going to see what it's like to run uh, the business from within a logistical part point of view. Yeah, right. That's, That's going to be really powerful because he knows where my business is going. He knows I'm going to have, you know, like lots of products. Uh, a warehouse. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's not far off. Um, but again, so he's learning and he's going, okay, what skills do I need to learn in life for me to help mom run her business or for the things that he wants to do? Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't care whether he becomes a juggler. Yeah, I don't right. care if he becomes a professional <laughs> nose picker. I think it'll be disgusting, but he's got to be happy with his choice. But I'm not here to tell them what to do. I'm not here to oh, tell no. them what to think. I'm here to lead my best life so that they can choose their best life. And if I didn't follow my dreams and didn't follow my purpose and passion and I wasn't true to myself, how can I expect them to be? And if I don't love myself, how can they know how to love me as their mother but respect and love me as a woman and as a fellow human being? My nieces are watching me. Me and my sister, we're polar opposites polar opposite she won't even let her girls walk to the school by themselves it's only a 15 minute walk i'm like seriously get them walking by themselves my boys fly solo around the world awesome. again 
I respect my sister's fear of travel. I respect her need to be safe. Mm-hmm. But for me, I would go crazy. <laughs> I can't, like, there's no bookshop where she lives for a start. Wow. And I'm not a Kindle girl. I'm a book person. I, I like my books. I like to <laughs> stick my nose in them, kind too. of. Yeah. Uh, I'm and this more is analog than digital. <laughs> oh, very much so. But again, it's like you have an absolute responsibility to let go of that drama because you've got three, four daughters watching you and they are going to be saying, well, if dad doesn't do his best, then I don't have to do my best. If dad abuses himself, then it's okay for me to accept abuse and be abused and be abusive to myself. That sounds right. I mean, you got, you nailed it. <laughs> that's the, I that's always the do. Nature. I've been wrong so many times. And I've been, <laughs> and this thing, I've been through so much in my life. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, mean that's, that, but that's how I've got here. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It must've been the cube, the accumulation of unique experiences like anybody. Right. But you've yeah. gotten to a place where, you know, if I was to, and I had this idea before, like for someone, if the are versus should problem is I've, you know, you don't need to know all that, but you would be more in the are, right? You're living the life of the person that you are and have learned to ignore or minimize the voices of the shoulds that come from, you know, society out from extrinsic sources you know outside your and that is no easy I sh- I, I, no it's not <laughs> trust me it's not that is not normal I, I, mean, I've had, <laughs> I get I get so much you know I'm writing a post it's going up on my blog a little bit later um for years I've been writing and speak writing about social injustice and humanitarian issues um and I have been speaking my mind You know, and I've been going, why? Why is this happening? What can we do to solve it? How can we help? I've been talking about the things that people go, that's not happening. I'm just going to go and watch Netflix. Or, oh, that's not happening. I'm just going to go and make a cake. Or, that's not happening. I'm just going to go to the pub and get drunk. I don't want to know that's going on in the world. But I'm the kind of person, no, we need to know about this because we're partly responsible for that. Oh, my God. Did you, I mean, all this stuff that's going on with the Taliban in Afghanistan at the moment. Mm. Who do you think put that out there? Who do you think helped that happen? Mm, Okay, let's not go into that. That's a whole other episode. But (laughs) the thing is, if we turn a blind eye to what's going on in the world, we are contributing to the human suffering in the world. We're enablers, yeah. We are. There is no bystander in bullying, whether it's in the school playground or whether it's on a national or an international scale. And if we are ignorant to it, And this is the thing, I have made people uncomfortable for years. I have made people go, oh, you're just always interfering, as my mum says. I'm like, no, I'm just (laughs) showing people what's going on in the world. You know, Uh, and this is the thing, and I stood alone for a very long time. I have, and I'll go, you know, I don't care. I can't go to sleep at night not knowing Sorry, I can't go to sleep at night knowing I know this stuff mm-hmm. and, just and not it. doing anything about it. Well, I, f- I, I have feel to you. write. I have to speak. Yeah. And now I'm in the position that I'm in where people want me on their podcast. They want me to write for their magazines. They want me to appear on TV. They want to buy my books. They want to pay me for my expertise. And I'm like, okay, if I hadn't have stood in my power and said, you know what? 
I'm not going to be the person you want me to be. I'm going to be the person I want to be. And I don't care if it upsets you because I would rather you be upset than me be upset. Because when I'm upset, <laughs> those I, my it's my life, not your life. You have no control over me. Wow. And 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 so but yeah, that's where I, that's where I want to be. <laughs> I think and I think anybody choose who's it then. Up, you well, get to choose it. it, it, it but you just described the process of, you know, you, you did have to stand alone. You did have to wait and you did have to suffer. You did. I mean, the struggle yeah, I did. And, until, until you reached a point. So there was a space between, okay, I'm yeah, going to do Every single day I chose myself in right. every single moment. I chose myself. I didn't say, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Or I'll do it when I've started right. this. So what is no, that? What is that? I'm so what, do, what does what that look mean? like? Is that like somebody saying, hey, we want to hire, I know you don't have any money and you want to work here and we're interviewing at a job interview because you need money. And then you say something that's standing up for yourself and they go, well, I'm not going to employ you then. Next. <laughs> you know, I mean, those I don't, are the I things don't that... get employed. I'm <laughs> well, not an employee. Right. Well, well, yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, <laughs> how do you, how do you get the basic needs? Can you that? imagine someone trying to <laughs> employ me? I don't think Well, so. no. I understand that. I could never work for anybody either. I'm, I'm professionally unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably one of the top three characteristics of people like you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Yeah, yeah. No, you have to figure. You it do. Out you have to figure it. But this <laughs> that's, is the thing. But that goes like... for the whole thing. You're in. You you are an island. At some point, you are saying, "I'm not of this world. I am of a different world." And the first step is, you know, I got to find other people. First step is no, I got to no. build a network. I love people like no. me, right? No, no. Then what's the first step? Just going, you know what? Who's more important to me, other people or me? Do I really care about what other people think of me? Not really, not anymore. I used to, and you know what? I was miserable. Yeah. Well, like I have a thing where I care what my wife thinks about me. You know, I care what my kids think about me. I care what my parents think about me. So, okay, let's look at that then. I mean, I've just, I have, I know I've got about eight minutes before oh, yeah, my next yeah. uh, interview. Um, I've got back to back ones today. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a day today. <laughs> um, lip gloss in the pocket. It's good. <laughs> um, but um, the, uh, do I care what my parents think of me? Yeah, I do. But not as much as what I think. Right, right. I get that. There's a differential. Do I between care? Absolutely. Person. Because otherwise they've got control over me. They've got power over me. No one has the right to have control or power over anybody, whether it's rape or whether it's a president or a, <clears throat> or a dictator um, or whether it's a parent over a child. No one has that right. And that might be a really harsh analogy. When you have power over someone, you are raping them. No, I don't think it is at all. And I think the problem is a lot of times we have to teach people that, you know, and, and, and maybe the first time we teach them that is by doing it. <laughs> we mm. say, so, I'm and sorry. This is the thing. A lot of people will say, <laughs> no, we're not. And this is the thing. A lot of people go, oh, she wouldn't use that if, she, if she'd been raped. I, well, I have, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't pleasant. And, it, and not just wants either so i use oh, that geez. word yeah it's harsh again i you know there's th people think oh it's all right for her she's living this life da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, she's born saying. with a sil 
silver spoon with her mouth, but they don't understand the darkness, the dark nights of the soul, which are dark months sometimes. Um, but on the end, after every breakdown, there is a very beautiful breakthrough if we allow it. If we resist the breakdown and we resist looking into the dark, dark parts of ourselves and our life, we don't learn from that, then we're never, we, we will find it really difficult to pass through it. We could all be in a pity party. I could go, oh, uh, you know, I haven't had a hug from my, I haven't hugged anybody um, for a very long time that I love. You know, I met a friend, I made a new friend the other day and we, we gave each other a hug when we said goodbye, but not from someone I love. Right. You know, I've been single four years and I am willing to stay single and celebrate until I find the guy who's worthy of me. I don't Good just want to be with anybody. Yeah, right. Like, oh my God. Like, there's <laughs> too so much, much of worse. That <laughs> it's so much worse. You know, and celibate. the more I honor myself, the less men there are out there that are suitable for me because of the way they think, the way they behave, or the way they eat, or the way they dishonor their body, or they dishonor their purpose. You know, the, the, it's getting really easy to, to choose these days because there are very few. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the flip side of the, that is the selection. The, the, your selection process is grossly simplified because you've only got, but I have no, I mean, I have no doubt, again, like just knowing that this would go really well, uh, that you're going to find that person, right? I mean, I have no oh, doubt. Oh, I will. Especially, you know, they're, you're he travel, might you even know, they're, already they're, they're, be they're, in my space. <laughs> Right. Well, and, and, and you don't need to hear this, but yeah, you just have to keep your eyes open because he may not, he may not look or, or act or behave like you think. <laughs> That's I'm the amazing just open. part. Yeah. Yeah. Just being open to receiving, you know, I know that people will be buying my books. I know that, you know, my yeah. books sell incredibly well, you know, and if my books sell well, the topics I write about, you know, I, I've exposed racism and uh, police corruption and government corruption. I am right. And that was in the, uh, the first four books that I've written. Mm -hmm. Well, the first three books I've written, the third one is now being divided into two books. So I'm going through this shift oh, at the man. moment. That's, that's, I'm like, okay. Learn a whole new so language. three books have well, become four. four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then that. the other books that I've written and the books that I'm writing in the sacral series, they're all about exposing abuse, uh, abuse to ourselves, abuse to one awesome. another. That's, that's the first three books. The second three books in the Trinity of Trilogies, I was saying it's a series of nine, but my friend Adam, who co-hosts the podcast with me for the sequel series, yeah. he came up with the Trinity of Trilogies. I like, I like that. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Can't believe George Lucas didn't figure that out. <laughs> I know. Well done, Adam. I'm going to tell him that, know, actually. That, that I'm going to say, really that's good. so cool. It's yeah, been there for the 30 thing, year, 40 years. <laughs> you yeah, it out. I'm uh, just going to write that down, the Trinity of Trilogy, George Lucas. Um, and this is the thing. I always keep a notepad and pen with me because ideas like this come up, right? Yeah, and you can't remember and them. It, I got no hope there. No, you can't. <laughs> um, but the thing is, it's like I, when you write books like I write and you are exposing stuff um, and stuff that people need to know about, I mean, I could write them as leadership books. I could write them as textbooks. But I know for me to be able to reach people, to be able to gift them mm -hmm. hope, yeah. confidence and courage, and inspiration and know you know what even though my life has not been easy 
even though my life has had some awful traumas um, in them, I still choose to be grateful for every single day. I still get to love me. I still get to be dawn every single day. I don't want to be anyone else. I love my life. My life has made me the woman I am today. That's right. And I invite you and everybody else who's listening to this to actually just choose yourself over and above everyone else. Because when we do that, then we get to serve everybody else at the highest level possible. And remember, everything happens for us, not to us. Um, that's a lot. I really appreciate you sharing that with us and I can feel it and I can't wait to go back and listen to it again <laughs> and, and hopefully again, and and resonate and, and just, yeah, <laughs> pull the power of your words into my body to help give me the power to do exactly what you just said. That is, I'm so glad that we've met. I'm so glad that you chose Likewise. to spend s- some of your time with us. And, uh, you know, I would really like, I could, I could talk to you for hours. I have all kinds of notes that we won't have a chance to get to. That's too bad. <laughs> but uh, thank, <laughs> thank you, you for your time and good luck with no, your Thank with you your so next. much. And, oh man, it's been my pleasure. I really am glad that we met and who knows where this will go. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, if people want to connect with me, they can buy any of my books or um, from my website, dawnbates.com or if they want to follow me on Instagram or LinkedIn, uh, just search. I mean, all the links to it are on my website anyway. But it's Real Dawn Bates on Instagram or on Bookface, which is what I call Facebook. Um, and <laughs> I'm an that. author. Had to have Bookface <laughs> at the front, didn't it? Um, uh, and LinkedIn, I'm also Dawn Bates on there, so that they'll they'll see. Oh, yeah, definitely. no, I'll help. I'll help people find you. Don't worry. I'm yeah, sure maybe you'll get a much. potential client. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Oh. And your travel. If, if I get a client, I get a client. If not, then I've been able to share my message um, and give someone, you know, if we reach one person, you know, well, you reach impacting me. millions. Thank I mean, you. you reach me. You made me uncomfortable, which I really appreciate. That's exactly what. That's and this what is stimulates. just an interview. Imagine a coaching session with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> I can't. I mean, that's. But that's what, you know, I was in therapy for 10 years and somebody finally told me, you got to do something different. (laughs) You've been doing the same thing over and over again. You're not getting anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there you go. There's an insight. (laughs) I don't want to hold you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah, I've got to, I've just got to jump on to another call now. But thank you so much for having me on today, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right, then take care. Thank you. You Bye-bye.